Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of The Curious Dragon. So, for this episode, we are going to take a look at the life spirit that predates all forms of life, including the basis of many beliefs that have evolved over time. And the name of this is Animism. Animism is the belief that objects, places and creatures all possess a distinct spiritual essence. Potentially, animism perceives all things, which is animals, plants, rocks, rivers, weather systems, human handiwork, and perhaps even words, all being animated and alive. Animism is used in the anthropology of religion, as a term for the belief system of many indigenous peoples, especially in contrast to the relatively more recent development of organised religions. So, although each culture has its own different mythologies and rituals, animism is said to describe the most common foundational thread of the indigenous peoples' spiritual or supernatural perspectives. The animistic perspective is so widely held and also inherent to most of the indigenous peoples that they often won't have a word in their languages that corresponds to animism or even religion. Largely due to such ethno-linguistic and cultural discrepancies, opinion has differed on whether animism refers to an ancestral mode of experience that is common to indigenous peoples around the world, or even to a full-fledged religion in its own right. The currently accepted definition of animism was only developed in the late 19th century, in 1871 by Sir Edward Tyler, who formulated it as one of anthropology's earliest concepts, if not the first. Animism encompasses the belief that all material phenomena have agency, that there exists no hard and fast distinction between the spiritual and physical or material world, that soul or spirit or sentience exists not only in humans, but exists in other animals, plants, geographic features such as mountains or rivers or other entities of the natural environment such as water sprites, vegetation deities, tree sprites. Animism may further attribute a life force to abstract concepts such as words, true names or metaphors in mythology. Some members of the non-tribal world also consider themselves animists also. Sir Edward Tyler had initially wanted to describe the phenomena as spiritualism, but he realised that doing this would cause confusion with the modern religion of spiritualism, which was then prevalent across many Western nations. He then adopted the term animism from the writings of German scientist George Instahl, who developed the term animimus in 1708 as a biological theory. 
that souls formed the vital principle and that the normal phenomena of life and abnormal phenomena of disease could be traced to spiritual causes. During on the work of Bruno Latour, some of the anthropologists now question modernist assumptions and theorise that all societies continue to animate the world around them. So, in contrast to Tyler's reasoning, this animism is considered to be more than just a remnant of primitive thought. Human beings continue to create personal relationships with elements of the world, such as pets, cars, teddy bears, which are recognised as subjects. Religion with religion, there is an ongoing disagreement as to whether animism is merely a singular or a broadly encompassing religious belief, comprising many diverse forms of mythologies found in many cultures worldwide. Fetishism Totemism In many animistic worldviews, the human being is often regarded as on a roughly equal footing with other animals, plants and natural forces. Shamanism A shaman is a person regarded as having access to and also influence in the world of benevolent and malevolent spirits who typically enters into a trance state during a ritual and also practices divination and healing. According to Earthia Elady Shamanism encompasses the premise that shamans are intermediaries or messengers between the human world and the spirit worlds. Shamans are said to treat ailments and illnesses by mending the soul, Allevi alleviating traumas affecting the soul or spirit restores the physical body of the individual to balance and wholeness. The shaman also enters supernatural realms or dimensions to obtain solutions to problems affliction, afflicting the community. Shamans may visit other worlds or dimensions to bring guidance to misguided souls and to ameliorate illnesses of the human soul caused by foreign elements. The shaman operates primarily within the spiritual world which, in turn, affects the human world. The restoration of balance results in the elimination of the ailment. Christian Animism Christian Animism is a biocentric approach that understands God being present in all earthly objects, such as animals, trees and rocks. Distinction from pantheism. Animism is not the same as pantheism, although the two are sometimes confused. But some religions are both pantheistic and animistic. One of the main differences is that while animists believe everything to be spiritual in nature, they do not necessarily see the spiritual nature of everything in existence as being united the way that pantheists do. As a result, animism puts more emphasis 
on the uniqueness of each individual soul. In pantheism, everything shares the same spiritual essence, rather than having distinct spirits or souls. Animist life Non-human animals Animism is the belief that all living things have a soul, and so a central concern of animist thought surrounds how animals can be eaten or otherwise used for human needs. The actions of non-human animals are viewed as intentional, planned and pervasive, and they are understood to be persons because they are both alive and communicate with others. In animist world views, non-human animals are understood to participate in kinship systems and ceremonies with humans, as well as having their own kinship systems and also ceremonies. An example of an animist understanding of animal behaviour occurred at a powwow held by the Cone River Micmac in 1996 where an eagle flew over the proceedings, circling over the central drum group. The assembled people called out a welcome to the eagle, and, expressing pleasure at its beauty, they later articulated the view that the eagle's actions reflected its approval of the event, and the Micmacs returned to more spiritual practices. Flora some animists also view plant and fungi life as persons and interact with them accordingly. The most common encounter between humans and these plant and fungi persons is the former collection of the latter for food and for animists this interaction typically has to be carried out respectfully. An example is of Maori communities in New Zealand who often offer karakia invocations to sweet potatoes as they dig them up. While doing this, there is an awareness of a kinship relationship between the Maori and the sweet potatoes. In other instances, animists believe that interaction with plant and fungi persons can result in communication of things unknown or even unknowable. Among some modern pagans, relationships are cultivated with specific trees who are understood to bestow knowledge or physical gifts, such as flowers, sap or wood that could be used as firewood or fashioned into a wand. In return, pagans give offerings to the tree itself. This can be as libations of mead or ale, a drop of blood from a finger or a strand of wool. The Elements Various animistic cultures also comprehend stones as persons. The Ojibwe people generally thought of stones as being inanimate, apart from two types of stones. The stones of the bell rock and also stones which are situated beneath trees struck by lightning which become known as thunderers. The Ojibwe conceived of 
weather as being capable of having personhood, with storms being conceived of as persons known as thunderers. With their sounds conveying communications and also who engaged in seasonal conflict over the lakes and forests, throwing lightning at the lake monsters. Wind, similarly, can be conceived as a person in animistic thought. The importance of place is also a recurring element of animism, with some places being understood to be persons in their own right. Animist beliefs can also be expressed through various forms of artwork. For instance, among the Maori communities of New Zealand, there is an acknowledgement that creating art through carving wood or stone entails violence against the wood or stone person, and also that the persons who are damaged therefore have to be placated and respected during the process. So, any excess or waste from the creation of the artwork is returned to the land, while the artwork itself is treated with particular respect. Conclusion Animism is, in its most basic way, a force that is part of life, from the quantum levels to us humans. For some of the anthropologists, their early studies of primitive cultures were overlooked and most likely overridden by their own beliefs instead of having an open mind to study them. With continued studies carrying on in this age, hopefully proper attention will be given to all peoples who have their understandings of animism listened to and recorded without corrupting their words. Before I go, just a word about making a podcast. I use an app called Anchor. It's free and you can use it on your laptop, your your mobile phone like I do, or a tablet and it does everything for you and it sends it out to many platforms as well and you can edit and include other people. Anchor, it's free.